0: A Popo MX Network production.
1: Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your modal lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Ah. Original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer podcast presented by Maxis and Renthal, another sound check. I've uh, been doing these again and enjoying them, trying to get up a few guys to uh, to come on and do join me and do this and talk about some music and talk about some favorite songs. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, please check them out on the web. Zach Osborne wearing Fly Racing, winning the 450 Motocross Championship. The formula helmet is absolutely uh, an incredible piece of uh, equipment, and the formula CC that is out for 2021 is uh, just as good, just as safe. Uh, a little bit different shell for a little bit different pricing. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing. Please check them out on the web. They got mountain bike stuff. They got watercraft. They got moto. They got a lot of stuff going on. Renthal as well, the winning brand and manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world, the to very top level of the sport, amassing more titles than all competing brands combined. Uh, that's over 222 U.S. titles and over 213. Thanks to Maxis as well. Alex Ray, Rod Bell, Jeremy Smith doing a great job this summer with Maxis tires, uh, UTV tires, mountain bike tires. Maxis.com for more information. Jeremy McGrath helping to develop that MXST tire. Thanks to those guys for coming on and making this podcast happen. Thank you people for really kind of demanding the sound checks come back. A lot of tweets about it. And um, with me to do his second sound check, I normally do... Don't want to allow people to do two of these, but this man loves music and uh, I gave him the instructions. Again, 10 songs, one per artist, but they had to be different from his first sound check and he agreed. It's a former pro rider turned trainer to the stars, Seth Rarick. What's up, Seth Rowe? How are you, man? man i'm stoked i think i must be the only dork who likes talking about music this much but uh yeah
3: yeah i, I love these things i, I mean this is I, I enjoy listening to these things more than the the motopods to be honest with you yeah and, i know uh,
2: really right you it, were always into these things yeah
3: yeah I, I i love music i mean i'm i tell everyone if i was musically talented in any way shape or form and no one would ever see me again i mean that that's all yeah all, all i would be doing or they'd be taking up all my time but uh yeah, it seemed like you are gaining momentum with these for a while, and then just nothing for like well, what a year now. I mean, no, yeah, it just I, seems I, like no one's into music. It's crazy to me.
2: Well, Hill doesn't talk to me, so I couldn't get him. I'm working on AP. Uh, his his will be heavy country, but uh, I'll still do it with that. <laughs> yeah, AP will be full redneck. But yeah, yeah. he he's into it. But yeah. Yeah. I'll uh I'll try
3: and talk to Hill for you, man, because that 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 kid's uh. Tasting music is amazing.
2: Yeah, I was thinking Metcalf too. I'm gonna hold a Metcalf down under and see what he's doing. He's, I know he's a drummer. You know he loves music. So. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. Metcalf might be a I good didn't guy. Know that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see. We're gonna keep adding these to, to these. There. Hopefully, we can. Anyways, um, before the COVID, obviously, and since the last sound check, what was some of their concerts you went to? Did you go to anything cool? I know super busy with Baker's Factory, and you're you don't have much of a life, Seth. throw these days, but what about? Did you get out to do anything?
3: Uh, to be honest with you, Steve, the last concert, um, I went to, well, if it's a, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, uh, I'm sure it's not, but was right before I moved to Florida. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, really when I was in Charlotte, I was going to, there, there's a, it's a good music scene there, a bunch of, uh, obviously, a, you know, a good city, a lot of bands come through there, but the last show I went to was actually Aaron Lewis, um, just Aaron Lewis solo concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah at the Music Factory in Charlotte, and I was, like, two weeks before I moved to Florida.
1: Uh-huh.
3: uh So, yeah, it was over a year ago now, and then, yeah, I moved to Florida, and then, yeah, that was it, just kind of, you know, work took over,
2: you, and... You could sneak you know, off, you could sneak off to Orlando if something was happening, you know? I, I but,
3: well, I, no, I, I could, I mean, I could go to anything I wanted to, it's just, I don't, uh, I don't know anyone here outside of work, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know any, you know, right. I don't have any local friends, so to say. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, Everyone here, you know, it's kind of business all the time. And uh when everyone, we do get out of the, you know, out of the factory, it's kind of too worn out to do anything. So there was one show I wanted to hit right before – um right before COVID hit it was actually collective soul do you remember them
2: oh of course yeah i saw them open for hagar like maybe two three years ago they were good they were really good yeah oh they were
3: really good yeah and they were uh they were playing at house of blues in orlando this was yeah this was probably a week or two before COVID hit and i wanted to go with zach and then uh something came up with uh, i think one of his kids or something he got busy so yeah we ended Mm -hmm. up calling it and then yeah then COVID hit so yeah man that's it's a bummer, this whole, uh, I mean, this is a whole nother subject, but yeah, this whole thing is just kind of putting a halt to normal yeah. life, and yeah, the, the last show I went to there was Aaron Lewis, and he was uh, he was amazing, did, he was really, really
2: good. Did he do Stain stuff, or was more country music Aaron Lewis? He, he,
3: he did everything, he started, he did, he played through his entire, uh, well, it's not new anymore, his yeah. latest album, he did his whole album um, front to back. And then he would do, he would do stain stuff. He would, he would sprinkle a stain song in like every, say every three songs. Uh And then, and then he, um, he did a bunch of covers actually did Alison Chains cover. Um, he did, uh, I'm trying to remember now, but he, he did like four or five covers and then he obviously had his backing band and how he ended the show was unbelievable because it was a real, a small venue. Uh, which I, the shows in small venues I think are better anyway. Yeah, of there's course. Way more yeah. energy in the room. Yep. But he ended, he ended the, um, the show. It was really cool. He told his whole band walked off stage and it was just him and a guitar. He unplugged his guitar and he threw his mic to the ground and all the lights shut off in the place. And, uh, he told everyone, he's like, hold your cell phones up. And he was yelling at the top of his lungs. So like, you guys don't oh, wow. say. it.
1: Yeah, he's yeah.
3: like, "Don't say an don't say an effing word. You got to be quiet for this song." And he stood on top of the on the one amp, just just as you know, guitar yeah. and singing, and no no microphone. Oh wow! It. And just it was insane, man. And he That's was cool. just it was crazy how much his voice traveled, like bellowed. And it was it was a really. Kind of makes a hair stand up on the back of my neck just thinking about it. The vibe yeah. he put in that place, and that's how, kind of how he ended it. Uh, price so, to yeah, he's really pr- good.
2: Price to uh, price to pay by Stained. Really good song. Really good like mountain bike uh, song. Uh, get oh you, yeah, get that, you. yeah. You use that as a pump up, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan yeah, of on that.
3: It's, it's a, yeah, it's okay. That was kind of later on. I mean,
2: yeah, I like the earlier Stained <laughs> stuff better. Uh, yeah, it was definitely radio play the Stained song for sure. Um, no, thanks for uh, coming on. I think people really dug this. And uh, I knew you would get some Cornell in this, even though I told you, you know, got to be different from your last sound check. Uh, people can go Google that one and, uh, and read, listen to that pod. But I knew you'd get Cornell in there based on your love of him the last time we did this. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we we had to get – I knew you'd get that in there again. So
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm bending the rules there or what, but pretty much like the last pod we did, the first three – First three songs that were on there, those artists, it was, it, it was the hardest thing to choose yeah. one song from those artists. Yeah. <laughs> and then after I did the last pod with you, I was kind of still kicking myself a little bit. I'm like, oh, there's three other songs from those three artists I think I should have chosen. By. Yeah, I was kind of going back and forth forever. <laughs> so anyway... When you asked me to do a second one, I'm like, okay, those three for sure I yeah. got to put in there. And then I tried making the rest different. I'm pretty sure all the rest are, are different artists.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. But, uh, yeah, not no surprise on some of the ones you picked for sure. So, um, all right, let's get into this. Seth Rarick, uh, sound check. Uh, let's start. Uh, here we go. Here's the first one up. Shadow and the Sun by Audio Slave, and uh, again, you're a huge Cornell guy, so. Yeah,
3: yeah, I could uh, could listen to that song all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that one it's it's really really hard to say this, but if someone had to, if someone asked me if I had to pick my favorite song of all time, just out of you know. Yeah. You know, every genre, anything. It's really hard for me to narrow one down, uh, especially with Chris, but I think I'd have to choose that one simply because I think it has everything, every element in it that a rock song should have. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like Chris kind of displays all his vocal ranges. Uh, he obviously right. starts off soft, and then the chorus gets a bit heavier, and then uh, that's a really long song. It's like seven or eight minutes, and then at the end, it slows back down again, and then it gets super heavy like uh kind of sounds like his original Soundgarden bass Yeah. Um it gets really really heavy, super heavy at the end. And uh yeah, I I really think I'd have to pick I would have to say that would be my favorite song of all time. That's a massive wow. statement. Yeah, but, it is. It uh, is. It's huge. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's a massive statement, man, but I've I've thought about it a lot, especially since the last pod I did with you cuz I've never really had to think about, you know, my 10 favorite songs. Um But yeah, that, that one's amazing. And then the lyrics are also very dark and heavy, which a lot Mm -hmm. of his were, but considering what happened to him later on in life and, and you know, how he went out, it's, it's very eerie. I mean, that, that whole first audio slave album, I think a lot of his lyrics are super, uh, just no, you know, knowing how he went out is just very, very eerie. Um, I mean, the man obviously had a lot of demons, but I think that's what made him so great. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just this, even that chorus is like, you know, I um I can show you how people die alone, I can tell you I'm the shadow on the sun and then later on um he goes, I can show uh yeah, I can show you why people go insane. I can tell you why people go insane, I can show you how you can do the same. Yeah. And it's just you know, that's uh yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, that man was yeah, I mean he was next level talented and I don't think there's a day that goes by I don't listen to at least one Cornell song, whether it's Audio Slave, Soundgarden him solo, or Temple of the Dog or right. you know, or whatever.
2: Yeah, rank uh rank these bands in order. Audio slave, um Soundgarden or uh Rage Against the Machine, which is the backing group to uh to Audio Slave.
3: Yeah oh that's tough. Um You know I, I it's kind of funny because I haven't even I haven't chose a Soundgarden song in either pot, but I probably rank Soundgarden first. Yeah, just because I could listen to their first album to their last album, all the way through, and and I could at least pick a few several songs from each album that I really really fell in love with. Audio um, if it was really their first album. I mean that album completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. I mean I can still I can tell you track by track. Yeah, number one number one through fourteen name all the songs. I can play it all the way through and not skip a song. Um, that first record completely blew my mind. I was, I think, I was nine or ten years old when it came out, and it. I mean, yeah, I loved music right. before then, but that that just just got me hook, line, and sinker. Um, it was almost too good to be true. I mean, they, they were the definition of a super group. I mean, they're opening their first concert ever was uh, you know, on the David Letterman show. They performed outside on uh, on top of Radio Hall in New York City. I mean, it just it was it was almost too good to be true. And it but also with that being said, it was the band was. Short-lived, um, and each album they only released three. But that first one was unbelievable. Second one was really, really good, um, but it, it, in my opinion, didn't have that power punch the mm-hmm. first one did. And then the third one they strayed off. You could kind of tell it was. I think there's a lot of musical differences within the group by that point. Right. Um, so I think I'd have to race, uh, rate Soundgarden first, just because the longevity was there. Um, and right. the quality of music was there the whole time. And then I'm a big Rage fan too, but, um, I almost think Tom Morello's guitar playing was, I almost feel like Zach tried to overshadow it with his rapping sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and the, the, the musicianship of Rage Against the Machine still is one of the, I think, the best group of musicians ever. Um, I'm not a massive rap guy though, and sometimes Zach's rapping layered really good with the guitar playing, and then other times he just got to me too far left field with the rapping. And they were also a very political band, which I'm not really political at all. So
2: yeah, yeah, um,
3: you know, they kind of lost my interest there a little bit. But yeah, still, I mean, those guys were great as well.
2: Right, right. Um, my wife loved the first Audio Slave, like insanely loved it. Uh, uh, she, yeah, she was oh, a I, massive Audio Slave.
3: I don't know anyone that didn't. I mean, that that first album completely blew my mind, and and you know it's good when that was, uh, I mean, what was that? Eighteen years ago, I think it was eighteen or nineteen years ago, and still today, I could put that album on and I get the same feelings I did back then. When I was a little kid. I mean, that, that yeah. album was yeah. unbelievable.
2: And uh, for me, that song's really good. And I'll tell you, I but I kind of kind of glossed over it. Didn't think about it much, and then I don't know if you remember the movie Collateral.
1: It, uh
3: I I don't
2: but okay. I, I remember you saying I remember you saying this before but I yeah. I've actually I've still never seen the movie. Yeah, this song is in collateral. Uh it's LA, it's a movie about LA and the, the in the dark and it's a it's a hitman movie with Tom Cruise and and uh, Jamie Fox. And this song comes in, they show LA, they show a wolf walking in the streets. Who who knows, you know, if it was in LA or wherever that shot was and then they kind of pan to these characters, and it's Shadow on the Sun, and it's incredible use of this song. And it just made yeah, me go, like, that song timing. is amazing. <laughs> like, it totally made me appreciate the song, that, that, that little bit from Michael Mann uh, on, uh, on Collateral. So,
3: Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not really a huge movie guy, but I've still never seen it. I, I remember you saying that before, but, yep. uh, yeah, I need, I need to check it out.
2: All right, here we go. Seth Rarick, sound check. Here's uh, song number two. Here we go. Shell by Allison in Chains. Uh, I think someone else has used this one also at some point in our in sound check, Rerick, uh, but yeah, good pick.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure if someone else has used it, but uh, man, Lane's voice is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. That guy yep. was unbelievable. Uh, I think most Moto fans listening to that will probably be rem- immediately reminded of, I don't know what terra firma it was, but one of the early terra firmas, I think it was Doug Henry's fr- the the clip at the end of his I think it was his first ride back after he broke his back at Bud's Creek I believe okay. and they used that they used that song I oh, think okay. I, I'm not sure if it's that terra or different but I know it's a Doug Henry scene right, right. and uh, they, they use that song but that's the first time I remember hearing it as a little kid but um, yeah man that's another one with, with Lane I mean for, for some strange reason I'm very very attracted to the tortured
2: tortured lead singers
3: yeah the the darker lyrics and the darker i don't know obviously i don't know never knew them but seems like they were darker people you know yeah um they obviously had issues and uh you know fought a lot of demons but the fact that same thing with you know like i said earlier with chris and now how lane went out and that song you know years later after knowing what happened to him it's almost a cry for help you know and uh yeah, I'm not sure why. Really, I'm, I'm really attracted to bands or singers or, or just lyrics in general that are like. That, but mm-hmm. it seems like if you listen to a, I've always so, felt if you listen to like a, a Motley Crue song or something like that, it's all about girls and partying and drugs. Right, right. kind of makes you, I would get like bummed out, almost like depressed feeling. Then you listen to a song that's all about you know struggling or being depressed or or blah blah blah, and then it it kind of make it's kind of opposite. It gives you opposite feels. I, I've I've always found personally. Right, um, right, right. And, and yeah, I'm not really sure why that is, but, but yeah, Allison Chains to me was just another huge, huge influence. I mean, as a, you know, 90s kid that growing up riding dirt bikes, I mean, they were, Allison Chains were huge, right? I mean, they were everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were big. Um,
3: yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, they were huge. And, uh, yeah, I still remember that when it's crazy things you remember as a little kid because I don't really have that great a memory on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But, um, I remember, I think I was in third grade and news came on the radio that they found lane Staley's body. And I rem- I can tell you, you know, who I was with, what radio station it was on, where I was. I was, I know I was on the way to school. My dad was going to drop out of school and it's just crazy. Like the things you remember from being a little kid. And even though I was, yeah, yeah, I don't know how old I was. I was super young at that time. Like I recognized like, wow, like this is one of, yeah. this is someone I look up to and they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know, that that made such a profound impact on me at a young age. and I don't know what that really says about me. Maybe I, <laughs> I remember useless facts. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's safe to say that Lane and uh, that whole band, Allison Chains, had a really big impact on my childhood for sure.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, all right. Next up here, soundcheck, Seth Rerick. not a Metallica song that I would think many people have heard of or would have picked that's Bleeding Me from Metallica on their Load uh, disc and uh, Rarick, that's an odd, that's a deep cut. That is, yeah, that is a deep cut.
3: You know, a lot of, there's a lot of Metallica fans, but they're, obviously, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, skin level, you know, they're big yeah, hits and yeah. whatnot, but a lot of people are, if you want to say, like, hardcore rock guys are they kind of lost touch with Metallica when they slowed down a little bit. And that's when I really fell in love with Metallica. I mean, the, the early, like, the 80s thrash metal thing, I, I can only get into so much. And when they slowed, like, the obviously the Black album kind of blew them through the superstardom, but even that album was a bit heavy for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the Load and Reload albums, I think they came out, break right back-to-back or maybe consecutive years yeah I very remember. yeah
2: very close together yeah.
3: they're very close to each other yeah and that's those that 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 put me over the top for Metallica. i really fell in love with those guys they they obviously still had a real hard rock and metal side to them but they slowed it down a little bit and you know they kind of the songs had in my opinion some actual arrangements to them instead of just thrash metal thrash the drums and thrash the guitar and bang your head i mean you know i can listen to that for a couple minutes here and there but yeah when they slowed down it seems like their songs had a lot more texture to it and that i'm going to compare that song there to what i was saying earlier with shadow on the sun with audio slave it that song in my opinion has everything a rock song should have in it it's it's got it's it starts off slow it builds it has a good heavy chorus but let's actual like texture in the guitar work it's not just trashing the strings if that makes sense right um and then same thing with that that's also a very long song and uh if you let it go if someone listens to the whole thing it it gets it almost changes tempo at the end and gets very 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 heavy and you know kind of very uh kind of has a dark eerie eerie feel to it as well um what's that song is actually that james wrote that song in the middle of his uh well he's, he's been struggling for years but when he was this deepest with his alcoholism and that whole song is about him struggling with alcohol and, you know, how he's had to cope with it and, you know, kind of come, come out better on the other side. So that song's also got a pretty heavy feel to it. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. But I mean, I love Metallica in general. Um, right. but that, 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 those two albums back to back really made me fall in love with them. And listening to that just now reminded me, you asked me earlier about the concerts I went to. So uh, about, uh, I'd say six months or so before uh, Aaron Lewis, I, I, when I was in Charlotte, me and uh, your good buddy Phil went to see Metallica, and that that was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, they were doing uh, – yeah, I remember that tour. Yeah, we almost went to – they they didn't come to Vegas, but they went they went to uh, Fresno. We were thinking about going to Fresno to go see them, yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, they blew the roof off that place. When yeah. I saw them coming to Charlotte, I obviously wanted to go, but – I almost felt like I needed to go because I'm like, man, who knows how long these guys are going to be yep. together, you know? And, uh, Steve, I left there thinking, dude, they're going to be together another 20 years. Right, I mean, right. they played yep. like they played with the energy of, like, they're 25 years old. It yeah. was crazy.
2: Yep. I, uh, I no wonder why we're buddies, Rarick, because, um, again, my favorite Metallica song is off of this disc, uh, Hero of the Day. Love hero. Hero of the day.
1: day is good. Yeah, yeah. See, yep. that's what I'm saying.
3: That's another. Yep. That song was a. That I wouldn't classify that as metal. That's almost like a punk feel to it. Yeah. And 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 yeah, a lot of people were turned off by that. But I, like I said, that yeah. made me way more attractive to Metallica. Also, for anyone if they're interested in that song you just played, if you, there's, it's on YouTube still from Woodstock '99. Yep. Um, I mean, their whole concerts on there. But yeah. if you just search "bleeding Bleeding Me" in particular, um their their live version of bleeding me at woodstock was insane i mean a- absolutely insane right. It kind of switch switch up some parts and uh yeah it's it's really really good
2: well your next one talk about tortured uh cursed lead singers here's here's your next one coming up right now yeah <laughs>
4: Do you laugh or do
2: Stone Temple Pilots' "Interstate Love Song" the acoustic version, though, which I'd never heard before. Is it, this is on the disc?
3: This is on. Um, they
2: released this
3: on the Purple Deluxe. Oh, okay. See.
2: All right. So I just have so the original that,
3: one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So "Interstate Love Song." I, I mean, obviously, everyone knows the, the original version of that. Uh, that came out came out on Core, their first album, and then Purple, their second album. Their the deluxe box set has a bunch of. Uh, live, you know, live songs on there, and then a bunch of acoustic and a bunch of demos. And I was uh, just listening through that one day, and this this acoustic version of Interstate Love Song came on. And uh, yeah, obviously, I like the original version. Um, I mean, I, I love SCP in general, yep. but that this this version in particular, to me, was um, it, it it honestly sounds like. Scott was having almost an out-of-body experience singing this. I mean, it was his voice to me sounds angelic in this one, and it just it feels like that uh, that cut or that take, whatever, mm-hmm. just became effort effortless to him. And uh, that that version I think encapsulates everything he was about. I mean, that guy was extremely talented. Uh, obviously, like you said before, is very yeah very tormented, and and uh, again, you know, went out. He's gone way 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 too soon. Um, but STP was amazing. And a crazy story, actually, is, um, a couple of years ago at Muddy Creek, Bobby Reagan, um, his, he was walking around the, at the race that day with a, just, I just thought it was his buddy. And he calls me over at the end of the day. He's like, he's like, Seth, I want you to meet my buddy Maxie. He's like, I, I know you're really into music and I figured you two could talk music. And we started talking and this guy, I, I think he is from, mississippi i think that's how bobby knows him but he he was at one point the supercross show director yeah max i know maxie
2: no i know maxie yeah okay you know max yeah yeah. and he worked with gnr at one point he uh yeah he's done a lot of stuff okay he he is actually the one that found
3: scott wyland's body on the tour bus
2: really Oh, i didn't know
3: that yeah oh wow i I, yeah i was mind blown yeah I, i don't even know how we just got talking about music in general and uh and then he was saying he was uh, STP's tour manager for a while, and uh, yeah, I was just kind of telling him, you know my love for STP and uh, partic- Scott in particular. Yeah, and that's when he told me that, and I kind of was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't calling him out by any means, but I just didn't really believe him, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, pull, he pulled out his phone and showed me pictures of him and Scott at Scott's 40th birthday party, and they were they're were really close friends and when scott you know when he was when he passed away he was on tour with uh his band at that time was the uh, the uh what was it? it was it was him solo with his band it was like the the wildabouts or wild yeah, yeah, yep, something, yep. some, something like that but yeah max he was on uh their their you know show manager director whatever and uh yeah scott was obviously supposed to come on stage and no one could get a hold of him no one heard from him. He goes, "Oh, as all go check his bus and yeah he goes on his bus and Damn.
2: Yeah, he's done, man. Yeah, he uh Maxie told me some stories about Axel's behavior and it's just like insane. You're just like what an I mean I love GNR and I love Axel Rose and uh and uh you just hear these stories yeah. and you're just like Fuck. I what what an insane idiot. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah that's yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, GNR is good. It's just a lot of those yeah. So those guys are next level yeah. like yeah. they wanted almost. I feel like torture other people right. rather than themselves <laughs>
2: Ma- Max, maxie was telling me one story where the vocal the, the axles were, highs are so high and his lows are so low it's like phenomenal right that's part of it, how insanely talented he is and he just he just can't handle the mixer the guy the sound engineer whatever he can't handle the sound engineers like look dude i can't make it sound amazing when you're growling and amazing when you're hitting the highest part that anybody's ever hit in music. I can't make it and and Axel would just fire everybody. And you just fire the guy and they're just like it, it's not possible. The range you're asking for is not possible to sound perfect everywhere, you know. And yeah. uh, and he was just an idiot, I guess. So, yeah, and crazy stories. Um all right, next up, here we go.
0: The deacon down to Mexico is singing. Ooh, the Godman moves. It's a Tinker back from 62. His bumper sticker says that Jesus loves you. He lives his life by the good books code. A day-to-day beer in a heavy load is singing Ooh, ooh, they got moved.
1: The
0: preacher stand at a dead end street Book in his hand and a gun to his cheek Says, Lord, forgive me for the sins I made
2: Godman Blues by Colton Moore sounds pretty cool, Eric. I've never heard of it, never, never listened to that, but sounds good. Yeah, they're uh, they're not
3: an extremely new band, but uh, they're newer. I'd say 2012, 2013 uh, is when I think their first album dropped. But uh, yeah, it seems these days a lot of uh, there's really, in my opinion, not much good actual music coming from anywhere
2: no i would <laughs> agree i would all... agree yeah
3: yeah, yeah i i haven't listened to anything new in a while but it seems like anything um new that's really good and uh has some emotion in it and some actual musicians is coming from texas um i know in my last pod i put whiskey myers on there they're really good there's another band called the steel woods uh they're all in that uh, red dirt uh kind of country southern rock blues genre of uh texas music and uh yeah a buddy of mine is from texas and he turned me on to these guys colton moore and the clever few and uh, yeah they got a that that's my favorite song it's uh, it's obviously heavily blues influence i'm a big big blues fan um there's really not many true blues players left and uh yeah so that's that's definitely my favorite song from them but even their other stuff is almost uh kind of skinnered style like a new yeah, age yeah, Skinner yeah. and, and um, you know, just that Southern rock vibe, I'd say it's a cross between, uh, kind of Skinner and Tom Petty in a way. Um, right. But yeah, th- those guys are really, really good. And I just kind of thought I'd try and spread the word about them from right. anyone out there. who wants to hear some real music in 2020 cause it's, it's hard to come by, but I'd, I'd like to go see those guys at a show. I know I went, I've seen whiskey Myers. I've seen the steel woods. They were amazing. Uh, it seems these smaller bands that, you know, have something to prove really put extra energy into their shows. And, uh, yeah, I want to see those guys in concert if this uh if concert server happens. Yeah, again.
2: exactly, right. Um yeah, interesting for for sure. Um definitely something different. Um when I talk about I was ranting about the lack of new music somewhere on some pod and a bunch of people sent me to um who is the band that's out of there of Michigan They sound just like Zeppelin. Uh, well, oh, Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. People sent me some Greta Van Fleet stuff, and I like it. It's okay, but dude, literally, it sounds too much like Led Zeppelin for me. I'm just like, I'm like, these guys are good, but I've heard this before. But I, I don't know. I couldn't get into it too much, you know. Yeah, I, I would have, actually. I would
3: agree with you on that. It's it, it's yeah. It's almost like I, identical
2: to to yes. uh, yeah.
3: to Led Zeppelin and and I don't know. I I like him I mean, I can get behind them for sure. It's real music, but I'm not. Uh, my knowledge of them is only skin deep so I'd uh, I'd have to to give it more of a listen
2: I'm kind of with you on that one next one classic this is a good one looking forward to this I haven't heard this for a while actually (laughs) Good old Canadian, Neil Young. Uh, my, my, hey, hey. Classic. What can be said
3: about uh, Uncle Neil that hasn't been said before? I yeah. mean, that guy, is, he's timeless. He is absolutely timeless, and he, uh, he's the godfather of grunge, man. He, he really is. I, uh, I have old man. I, on my... Uh, oh, old Old I've, Man is... I've, I've, I, I put... I mean, actually, you know what? I, I did put Neil on both pods now because Old Man was on the last pod we did. That's my favorite Neil Young song of all time. That song hits very, very deep for me, but y- yep. all of Neil's work, his stuff in, uh, you know, Crosby, and nasty Young, um, he, even uh, Buffalo Springfield. Everyone forgets he was in Buffalo Springfield. Yeah, true, um, they do. Yep, yep. Neil is, is amazing, man. That guy was... His songwriting uh, is, is next level. I mean, it, it's timeless, really.
2: Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. I've mean, rockin, no, rockin' in the Free World as well on my pod, and then I have uh, The Needle and the Damage Done.
3: So. Oh, Needle and Damage Done. Yeah, he was... Uh, you know what? It was a good, really good video on YouTube is watching uh, Pearl Jam and Neil perform Rockin' in the Free World together. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's an amazing performance. Um, but yeah, Neil's the man. His, his songwriting, I would put him... In my opinion, there's... There's three songwriters that I, I mean, I would have to say the three best songwriters or composers of music of all time would be Neil, Bob Dylan, and Tom Petty. I mean, those, those three guys are just next level um, as far even even the topics that they chose. I mean, Neil was taking on issues, in, writing about issues in the songs that back in those days, um, you know, no one really wanted to talk about. It was kind of a scary time. I mean, yeah. we're in a scary time again. It kind of feels like history repeating itself, but. But uh, Neil Young and Bob and then, you know, Tom was a little later than them, but they took on, they took issues head on and, uh, you know, let people know how they thought about it. And uh, I highly respect that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, well said for sure. Um, all right, everybody. That's uh, Seth Rarick on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Renthal. I want to thank those companies as well. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out and uh, go uh, go see the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing. And uh, also dot uh, Maxis.com, of course, uh, all on board with us. Uh, as well as the Decal 500. What is the Decal 500? Decalworks.com. You go there, you can win a $500 Decal Works gift card by submitting a photo of your bike with the Decal Works graphics or number plates uh, on your Decal MX account. It's that easy. You can win uh, $500. Just log into your Decal MX account. uh, Go to the Decal 500 tab. Fill out the info, submit your photo, and uh, once a month they will draw to win uh, $500. I want to thank the folks at Racetech as well. Racetech.com, Pulp20 is the code to save with those guys, and uh, appreciate them coming on board. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done. Rarick, you ever Race Racetech in your racing career? I never did.
3: No, it's more of a... I well, know it's everywhere, but I know it's mainly West Coast, right? Yeah, it's a lot it's of West Coast West stuff,
2: Coast. and I, you're a New Yorker, and so I get it. But I'm just
3: yeah, yeah. I never, never got the chance to use it.
2: Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, this is somebody I've never heard of. I don't know this song, so let's uh, let's get to it.
0: and was right
2: I might have vetoed this choice, Rarek, had I known uh, it was full uh, Southern country. But that's okay. It's your choice. It's the well, only uh, one on, on your list. So. I,
3: I hate to break it to you, but you actually chose the wrong version.
2: Oh, I did? Okay. Well, that would be uh, my you, guy, Swisscore. I apologize, but
3: yeah, that's the wrong. I mean, that version's okay, but uh, the version I told you to choose is uh, it's still it's called White House Road, right? but it's. Uh, the, R, the R vinyl session And it's oh. just him It's him solo acoustic Okay And you would not believe How that changes The feel of the song Oh
2: okay um, Alright
3: That was That one, that one that, I think that was The album version of, If I'm not mistaken You just played
2: Yeah um, Yeah Yeah Purgatory album eat? Yeah Purgatory Yeah We got a few albums
3: out um, Some uh, Yeah Some songs are like That right there Was like it, Almost as full country As you could go Um but, uh, and then other stuff, he's got a real blues, blues rock feel to it. And, uh, okay. yeah, the, other version that, the other version of that song is, is, is much, much better, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I love Tyler Childers. I mean, I actually just chose that song because that was not that version, but the other version yeah. was the first Tyler Childers song I'd ever heard. And, uh, again, talking about new music, he's one of the few that's, that's newer and, uh, really, really good. And I heard White House Road the acoustic version I was like whoa who is this guy and then I got into him and there's a bunch of other children's songs I could have chose that I mean you probably would like more um, or anyone listening would have liked more but I chose that one just because the first one I heard from him and uh yeah that one there is for uh, it just kind of brings back to a time in my life I guess you know I was living in North Carolina and I got a even though I'm from New York, most of my closest friends are from the South and uh, kind of feel like I'm a transplant by this point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I really got into Tyler Shilgus there. And I think it was summer of – I can't remember if it was 18 or 19. But, uh, yeah, it just brings out good memories, man, on the boat with Lake Norman with you know a bunch of my Southern friends and all the songs he writes about, just kind of the Southern laid-back lifestyle. And, right. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good. Him and uh, – and, like I said earlier about good music, most of it's coming from Texas. He's actually from Kentucky. And then there's another guy, um, from Kentucky called Ian. No, that same thing. It's basically just him and a guitar. I mean, they do have backing bands and they do albums or perform live shows, but most of their stuff is, uh, the recordings are just solo acoustic and it's just got such a raw feel to it, man. And, uh, Yes, I, it's don't one of the or some of the only new music these days that I'll actually get into and listen right, listen
2: right. to. All right, sounds good. Number nine, Soundcheck, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast with Seth Rarick. Here we go. Of the voiceless, and actually, raric you never you told us that Soundgarden would be number one, but you didn't say number two and three out of Audio Slave and Rage.
3: No, I did. not I, I think I did. Oh. Audio Slave, Audio Slave would be two, and Rage would be two. Oh, okay. I know that sounds, okay. I know it sounds. I know it sounds strange because I haven't put a Soundgarden song on here, but right. Um, I was just kind of classifying the whole spectrum okay. as, well as far as a longevity, but uh, yeah, I chose that one. Um. I am a big Rage fan, and just like I said earlier, sometimes it felt like Zach's rapping was kind of overshadowing the musicianship right. of that band. I mean, yep. Tom Tom Morello is the riff master. I mean, that song you j- you just played, Voices Voices, that riff is so simple, let or yet so catchy. I mean, it's unbelievable, um, and he does that time and time again. All of the songs are just the simple cleanest riffs that I could just listen to. I could listen to just the isolated guitar from that song all day long and not get, and not get tired of it. I mean, that, that guy is, is the riff master. And then, you know, Brad Vilk drums, uh, Tim Comerford bass. Those guys were, yeah, were next level. And, and Zach, Zach was good. I mean, some songs he shines better than others, but, uh, I think sometimes he took it too far with the rapping, but, um, all in all, I mean, yeah, I love Rage Against the Machine. They were another huge influence in my childhood. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of my favorite bands these days are just, um, I was so molded. When you're a young kid, there's a, I, I don't know the scientific term to, for it, but I call it the molding era. I mean, the sounds that you listen to as a kid, that kind of molds what you're attracted to for the rest of your life. And, uh, yeah, yeah Rage was, was huge. Again, I mean, yeah. in the 90s, they were one of the biggest bands in the world. And, uh, I remember being greatly influenced, particularly by Tom Morello. Just his guitar playing was, you know, he was outside the box. He was doing things that had never been done before. And, uh, yeah, I highly respect that.
2: My wife and I went to go see uh, Audioslave on the uh, – they were on the Jimmy Kimball show and they were playing on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, so we drove down there when I lived in Anaheim working for Yamaha. Drove down and saw them there. And I remember watching Morello being like, dude, this guy's into it. Like, he's into it. He's giving it his all right now, you know? So – yeah, cool. he yeah.
3: he's awesome. He has a solo or he performs solo uh under the name the Night Watchman. And he actually does uh everyone knows Tom Marillo's electric guitar work, you know, but he does some acoustic stuff that's uh again it, it almost yeah I don't know how he makes his guitar sound like that. It almost doesn't even sound acoustic. Like yeah, yeah. he just he just gets sounds out of that thing that no one's ever been able to before and uh yeah, he's almost a renegade in, in a way. So. Easy on I, uh, that, Rarek
2: With with Eddie Van Halen passing away, uh, I'll leave that. Uh, you know, he. He's well, the, Eddie. I mean, you
3: know. yeah. I know that I'm not overshadowed. Eddie. Eddie was, <laughs> was way, way before Tom. But yeah, uh, yeah. Tom just released an LP uh, two weeks ago, and oh, yeah? he did a tribute to he did a tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, nice, nice, cool. Yep, yep. So, All right. Uh, uh, yeah, love Eddie too
2: last uh last sound check song for Seth Rarick here on the podcast uh, this one's a pretty popular one I think most people will know this one here we go Black Sabbath, Iron Man, funny, Reric. I obviously know that song. It's a classic. We all grew up with Sabbath and that song. But until it was in the movie, I didn't know the name of the song was Iron Man. I just call me call me an idiot. But I didn't know the name of that song. Wait, really? I had no idea. And then yeah, they put it in the Iron that's Man that's movie, that. and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's called Iron Man. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
3: think everyone knows that but you.
2: I guess, maybe, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure.
3: I mean, at that point, I think, I think the movie was named after the song. Actually,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just—I knew the song, but I never knew what it was called. I just—everybody knows the song, but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah,
3: that's crazy. No, I mean, same with—same
2: uh, with that. I mean, there's probably ten other
3: Black Sabbath songs I could—I could give you that.
1: Uh,
3: arguably, I—I probably like more, um, but I chose that just for—just simply for the impact it made on me. Um, as a young kid, I mean, I remember being—you know—I was raised on Sabbath and Zeppelin and Hendrix, or something from my old man and his his side of or his taste in music. Um, but I remember singing that song in the car seat. Really, I mean, I just was—I loved that song and uh, Black Sabbath just changed changed rock music forever, in in my opinion. Um, right. And and uh, yeah, I just you know, I, Ozzy's one of my favorite artists of all time. And, uh, Tony Iommi on the guitar, unbelievable. Same same name, in the musicianship of that band. I feel like they're way ahead of their time. Uh, yeah, they changed they changed the course of music forever. And uh, yeah, kind of just had to throw a Sabbath song in there, just kind of as an ode to them for for what they've done. And and uh, yeah, I just chose that just simply for you know. I remember being a young kid and the impact it made on me. But since then, I mean, yeah, I've, I've dove deep into Sabbath, and yeah. uh, there's not many Sabbath songs I I don't like to be honest with you. Um but yeah, it's just kinda scary to think like without them or Zeppelin or you know, like I played earlier, Neil Young, it's just, where where do you think music or particularly those genres of music where would they be today, you know? Yeah. So no, good point. Those guys were were ahead of their time uh in, in every aspect. And it's crazy to me that um I mean Ozzy's still going, still man. Still going he released, an album, yeah. he released an album this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely in, I, insanity to me.
2: I feel like his wife is propping him up at this point and and making the cash cow still come in. But 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 yeah, I agree. It's because uh, I see I saw just saw him him and his kid have a reality show where they uh, they go shopping or something. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know I've what it is. That. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
3: no, yeah. I mean you you would think that like I'm sure his, yeah I'm sure his wife likes the money, but I was listening to um, when he was doing a promo for his new album. This it came out right before COVID hit. So this was back last. February or something. And on Sirius radio, uh, his channel, Ozzy's Boneyard, they had him on there. and They're doing an interview with him um, about his upcoming album. That was about to come out. And the radio DJ, I forget who it was, but they asked him like, why are you still doing this? Like, why are you still making music? Why are you, he was, he was planning on going on tour again. Obviously that got canceled, but yeah, at the time he was going to go on another tour. I don't know how old the guy is, but I mean, he can barely walk, And they asked him, why are you doing this? And he, his answer was so simple, but it was, it made sense. He goes, well, I don't know anything else. He goes, what am I supposed to do? You go sit on my couch and die.
1: Yeah. yeah, All i
3: all I've, all I've done my whole life is make music. He's like, without music, I'm going to die. And (laughs) yeah, I just kind of, I really respected his answer. Honestly, it was so simple. You know, it's like, what do you mean? What else am I supposed to do? I I'm here to make music. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to me. You see, like older people, I know a lot of people. I've seen it in my own family. People that are they're workaholics, you know, whatever their job may be, and then they re- they yeah they you know, they make money, they're successful, they have a family, so they decide to retire, and then they just die yeah. because they don't, you know, they slow down. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah, when he answered it that simple, I'm like, man, this guy really is just he's the man. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, he
2: just keeps going. Absolutely, no, for sure. Um, that's a good list. I like that. Seth I'll even let that uh, uh, that uh, Tyler Childers go. I'll even let that one go. It's still a good. Yeah, list. you know
3: what? I'm going to send you when you when you okay. the song. I'm going to send you the, the correct version. Okay, if you listen to it. You're going to be like, "Wow, that changed the entire song." What? Uh,
2: which one? Which one did you leave off? Which? What was the number eleven and twelve?
3: Um, on this one, I I actually had I think I had like fifteen down at first, and I obviously deleted a few, but I think eleven and twelve, I remember was. Uh, a Chili Pepper song Oh yeah um, It was called Don't Forget Me Which is another Deeper cut Chili Pepper song um, They're also I mean Same John Frusciante And the Red Hot Chili Peppers The gu- amazing guitarist um, He actually is back With the band now He left for a while But Yeah he's
2: back they kicked, um, they kicked the other guy out That was a sad That was a sad I read that story In Rolling Stone or something About how the other guy Got kicked off He was so bummed But he couldn't But he was like It's John Frusciante Like what, what am I gonna do Like <laughs>
3: Exactly. That that that's what I mean. I mean that, that guy is I've watched a lot of uh well, not a lot, but a, a couple of documentaries on yeah uh just him in particular, John Frusciante, and he's another one, he's just obsessed with music. That's yeah. all he lives for is music. Yeah. Um yeah. he he's an amazing talent, amazing artist. The, the the chili peppers in general, another huge influence on me, so it was it was hard to leave them off. Um and then also another one uh I know I mentioned earlier when you played the Colton Moore song is um I'm heavily influenced by the blues. Uh, I really, as a when I was a really young kid, my both sides of my family. I, I'm really thankful for the musical influence that I had growing up. And uh, my dad side, he was he was really really uh, into the blues. And there's really the blues don't exist anymore, in my opinion. I mean, no one plays the blues really, and there's only a couple guys that I would consider american bluesman and uh jack white is one of them jack white is a mega talent he's all time and uh i was really big on the white stripes when i was younger Um, i I still am they obviously aren't making music anymore but jack is
2: Uh, yeah he's
3: in he's in several different bands and he you can go on youtube and search his name he performs with about anybody um so i had a white stripe song uh was called ball and biscuit that was a tough one to leave off, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if I remember right, those were eleven and twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good picks, yeah. And then yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I, I can kind of go all day with music, man. I could yeah. I could talk on the phone for hours about it. So I hope uh, hope other people enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoy ma- making it.
2: Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thanks very much, Seth Rerrick. Soundcheck part two. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Fly Racing RacerX Podcast. I'll talk to you soon, Seth R. Thanks, man
3: all right thanks steve have a good night
0: thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show
3: There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a
2: when I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike, you're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in the days, they're
1: fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw.
0: It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The
3: working-class hero, Doug Henry.